I uh, I heard the boner pills are crazy there. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I haven't personally tried them, but I'm <laughs> sure they're great. That's offensive. Uh-huh. So you're stuck in like a unit with people who you can't speak English to. I literally go from like paying someone's rent, buying someone a new phone to like, y'all want an ant farm? Like, <laughs> that's my brand. Fox News saw that I was in New York and they I posted on Instagram. They literally emailed me for all the rights to it. I went viral. It was on every news station out there. All right, hello everyone. I'm gonna bring my British accent back. <laughs> Sorry, I no one likes it. Um, my name's Adelia. This is that's offensive. Um, <laughs> we have a guest today. Surprise, surprise. Her name is Kelsey, which I didn't even know because your Instagram is be your wild. Yes. Correct. And yes. I was very confused. <laughs> My mom came up with the name actually. <laughs> really? Yes. That's sick. Yeah. We sat down one day and we were just like, what are the words that describe me? And we put them all like on a piece of paper, like all the adjectives uh-huh. and then we combine them and that's how it started. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fucking sick. Yeah, so thanks, mom. <laughs> I was going to have like a little intro, like kind of get a loosey goosey, like, would you rather? Oh, I love this. Yeah. So would you, I mean, okay. I'm trying to think because the sounds are kind of negative, but like, would you rather never make Instagram content again or OnlyFans content again? Oh, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say never make OnlyFans content again just because, like, I think Instagram content I can do even when I'm, like, pregnant and old. Yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans, I'm not sure if people want to pay to see that, but... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, maybe there are people out there. I am going to try to be, like, an old lady making porn. Only grands, right? Only grands. <laughs> OnlyFans is a copyrights idea when they hear this. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> So, who are you? What is your brand? What do you like to do? No, oh, that's a good question. Um, so, I'm Kelsey, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm from Chicago, but uh, I've lived all over. I actually haven't lived in the U.S. in 10 years. So, I kind of said, fuck America. <laughs> and I moved away. Um, I was in the Israeli army. And then after the army, I went to Austria. Not Australia. A lot of people think that's the same but no next to Germany in case Uh you're wondering and I studied there and then yeah now I'm in Mexico because my yeah long story we won't go into it but all over yeah and um yeah what else I don't know like I guess I love to post my nudes for a living and travel the world I've been to 42 countries Uh uh-huh and uh I'm just gonna keep traveling and make money off my titties cool um so you said that you were in the army and uh, basically I know that me and you have talked about that you just like to post your nudes as a living, well, not just post, but like you like the artistic side of Mm -hmm. things and yeah, my favorite is definitely nature nudes. Like I love traveling. So I try to incorporate a lot of travel content and like very um, unique, unique places. I would say I try to go to countries people don't really know about because I want them to know it's safe and like a cool place to go and it's not you know like mm-hmm. to expand their minds and stuff um and then yeah I just got into OnlyFans because it was like the next thing to monetize my following and then I get uh-huh. to do what I love travel and make money traveling and then yeah make it artistic at the same time you know uh-huh. oh, that's amazing all right so I'm not gonna skip over being in the army um but I wanted to start off with how did you start your Instagram how did you start growing it 
and when that happened for you in your life? Honestly, I don't remember. Definitely a few years ago. Um, so it, when I grew up in Chicago, I was like a go-go dancer for six years. So I was used to dressing up in like sexy outfits and, you know, being like half naked and, you know, being cool with it. And then I started Instagram because I started doing fitness content. And while well, we all know that sex sells, so mm -hmm. when the fitness stuff was harder to grow, I realized that I could c combine my passion for travel with like taking sexy photos. And so that's kind of how I like started blowing up my Instagram was doing like collabs with other girls, other photographers. And then like, um, yeah, I think that's really it. I okay. mean, it took a long time. Instagram is not easy. No. <laughs> and now it's much harder. Now it's a lot harder to get yeah. followers. Like, yeah. Back in 2017, you'd get posted on one photo. The yeah. photo would get a lot of likes, and then you would get like two to three thousand follower yeah, requests, I and didn't. that's how it was. And now it's like a photo I get tagged in could get like thousands of likes, and I get Nobody. like what three hundred followers. Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, really, the only way to grow on Instagram is by paying, I think, or like collabing with really big people who will post you. Or get like famous somewhere else. So yeah, I know. Like or interested. do TikTok, but my shit gets taken down all the time. So I'm kind of like annoyed with TikTok. So uh -huh. that's why I love OnlyFans because I can post what I want and nobody's going to take it down. <laughs> I know. Uh, so <laughs> Unless definitely. you do pee content. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> <laughs> that's um. true. That's true. So. <laughs> Well, that was that was sexy. My cue to take some tequila. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I gotta get loosey goosey for the podcast. I do, <laughs> and I also just love tequila. So. Girl, I feel you. Except <laughs> I like want to start drinking again. However, I just don't know if it's. I want to stop drinking, so maybe we can like swap yeah. bodies for a little bit. <laughs> Girl, the mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms I know. I lot. wish I could take mushrooms, but I feel like I'd have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, they they I are need, a lot in sometimes. a good setting. Maybe in a good setting. Yeah, have you taken them before? Yeah, but not in years. Like maybe like seven years ago. Seven years. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, um, you had your Instagram. What led you up to making an OnlyFans? Did you start anywhere else? Like, did you do any sex work before OnlyFans? Um, no. I mean, like I said, I did go-go dancing, and I was used yeah. to taking pictures and costumes and stuff like that. Um, um, but it was just naturally the next step because Instagram, like, yeah, okay, you get brand deals and sponsorships, but as far as like being in control of your content, like OnlyFans was the next step in the sense that I could post what I wanted and express myself without like, I mean, of course, without the P limitations. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, to monetize your following and then be in control of your body was just kind of like where I was going with it. And then I had a friend who um, works for OnlyFans, you know, Alex, right? And, yeah. Um, so he was kind of pushing it for me. And that was kind of like, was like, okay, I'm really going to take this seriously. And yeah, uh -huh. that was like kind of my motivation. So. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, let's see. So. Back to the army. Oh, I thought you were gonna say back to the would you rather. So I was like, oh. <laughs> or back to yeah, the would, would you rather, rather. Do the army or not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> would you do the army? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. Come on. <laughs> oh god, I was already in like rehab for seven months, well, where it was like such a strict schedule, yeah. and like there's. So see, you'd be perfect. <laughs> Oh, no was, drinking there. So yeah, that is true. But definitely no shrooming. <laughs> definitely no shrooming. And I feel like there's just such a lack of me being able to creatively express I know, myself. That's true. That's true. You definitely have limits there. Also, I'd be making way less money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so what drove you to join the army and what was that experience? Did you fight? Did you not fight? Um, so in the Israeli army, like women are, as if you're like an Israeli citizen, all women have to serve unless you're religious. And so I, I'm oh, not really? Israeli. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not Israeli, but I'm like Jewish and 
honestly, after high school, I felt super lost. All my friends were going away to college and blah, 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 this. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to travel and see the world. And my parents were like, okay, fine. You don't have to go to college, but like, we want you to do something. So I went to Israel and I worked on a wildlife reserve for like four months and I loved it. And then, I don't know, everybody in Israel does the army. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, you know what? Like, I'm down to just do random crazy shit all the time. And I just decided to sign up. And then two weeks later, I was at the army base and drafting into a military where I didn't speak the language. I didn't know anybody. And uh, it was definitely quite the experience. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got it. Um, so... I mean, you said it's quite the experience, but can you elaborate a little bit on like how it maybe it could have helped you in certain ways or it could have affected your mental health in other ways? Because, you know, it's I mean, there were times so I served in a combat unit in the Air Force and um, there were times when like I was on guard duty for 12 hours and they forgot about me and I was like in the middle of the desert freezing my ass off and I was just ready to give up and you know because I'm not Israeli I'm like why am I here you know questioning my decision mm-hmm. and I was always my parents are super supportive of everything I do and they were like you know what Kelsey like you only have this much time left just keep going for it like you're gonna finish it and I doubted myself and what I was capable of especially the physical aspect of doing like intense combat training uh-huh. you don't eat you don't sleep you don't shower you're living in the desert it's hot as fucking shit like as hot as this but you're running around in like long sleeves and you're crawling Uh in you know dirt and everything and so mentally it just made me much stronger because I every time I doubt myself I'm like reminding myself well if you could do that you could do this and so it's definitely like really you know projected onto my work ethic in my own thing like my own business and everything I I know that I never want to work for anybody and it's definitely given me that mentality that like I can literally do anything you know uh-huh. definitely so, yeah. um so do you credit the uh, army to your work ethic or do you think you already had a strong work ethic before you joined the army mm, I think it definitely a little bit of both I think I was always like I'm very dominant like go-getter and you know I've always fought for what I wanted but I think it really taught me a lot more about myself and how strong I am so it's it's a combination of both I mean I think of some of the stories I have from my experience so like I said I didn't speak any Hebrew when I went into the army mm-hmm. and so the first three months there's like this base where everybody is from all over the world it could be from you know Russia Germany South Africa Spain and it's all people who come to Israel who don't have family they're lone soldiers and they don't speak the language and we're all on one base but we're in the military Uh so you're doing training with a bunch of people who don't the the Russians for example didn't speak English Uh so you're stuck in like a unit with people who you can't speak English to you can't speak Hebrew to and then you're being yelled at by your commanders to like run here run there so they and would. Did you understand what your commanders? Were I mean, saying? it took me a bit. No, because I didn't speak Hebrew. And yeah. They won't speak to you in English because the language of the army is Hebrew. And so there were just times where, like, you know, it's five a.m. They woke us up from our beds, and we're all standing there. You know, you have your weapons and everything, and it's like dark as shit and they're like yelling at you in a foreign language Mm -hmm. but then everybody in your unit also doesn't speak the language and they're yelling at you to get into formation but you don't know what they're saying so you have like 12 girls running into 12 different directions (laughs) and just like the commanders would like turn around and they would start laughing because they can't show that they have like any kind of like personality you know interesting so just like really funny shit like that or they would like tie our water bottles together and then they would tell us to do different running exercises and then we'd all be tied together and like fall over just like they would fuck with us Uh uh-huh so it was 
definitely like good times and funny when I look back on it, but uh, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back right now if I could. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. How long were you in uh, the army? For? A year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Okay, got it. Were, did you have the choice to leave or? So I did like volunteering. Technically, if I would have been like. If I wanted to get my citizenship as a combat soldier, as a female, you have to serve three years. But since I just volunteered, it was just a year and a half. Okay, got it. Yeah. I mean, I could have done longer, I guess, but I'm happy with what I did. Yeah, like you definitely had your run It was enough. There. It was enough. <laughs> a year and a half is definitely enough. Do you feel like being in um, the Army had any impact on like your sense of humor now? Because it's like you've been, yeah. been through this trauma and now <laughs> you just need the humor to cope. You know, definitely, <laughs> but it also makes it harder because I feel like it's hard for me to relate to people. That was like the biggest thing with getting out of the Army was people didn't understand. They didn't know what you went through. Like it was mm-hmm. hard to connect to people and you build this community when you're on the Army and it's just hard to like find other people that have been through similar experiences. Yeah. So that was definitely difficult for me but yeah I mean I'm definitely like when we got here and one of the girls was complaining about where she had to sleep I was just thinking in my head like bitch I would sleep on a fucking air mattress I don't give a shit you know like compared to other things I've had to do when I didn't have that choice you know it just made me much more like grateful for the opportunity and just open and just like going with the flow and you know not taking life too seriously because you just can't (laughs) No. <laughs> when you I'm take sure like, you know, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Like I mean I this is a lot different, I feel like, but like when I was in rehab. Yeah. And by the way, for those who don't know why I was in rehab, my parents sent me away for weed. Um and I didn't even like smoke. everybody in my high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally didn't even smoke that often, but they put me in a bunk. Like I, I had Did a, they like come into your house in the middle of the night and like take you out of the, your bed or was it like willingly you went? No, I didn't willingly go. I oh got God. like, like security guards came into my house. Oh my God. Yeah. Were you like holding onto the door as like somebody was carrying you out? Well, no, because they were like, if you run, we'll catch you. <laughs> and I was just like, not about to fight my way. Like yeah. they were two hefty people. Like, I can I was, imagine. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm going. <laughs> Fuck this. How long was it? that you were there seven months holy shit and like, for weed yeah for weed the, the first place it was like it was a bunk bed where like there would be like screaming girls in the middle of the night and the second place I went to my parents sent me to do two different places but like mm-hmm. there was a girl who peed the bed who like I hope you weren't on the bottom I was on the <laughs> oh bottom my God, girl. so what I did is I slept on the floor like but it did give me an appreciation yes. of things yeah. for you know when I and like you were saying earlier, you're saying like, well, it might not be like the army, but it's true. When you're in rehab, you have a set schedule, like you don't have control over everything. And that was something that I don't know if it was hard for you, but when yeah. I got out of the army, I was like, holy fuck, I got to decide when I'm eating. I need to like decide when I'm going to shower. Like uh-huh. I have to make my own decisions now. You know, it's not yeah. like. Oh, so. yeah, it was. It's like it's a tough transition, I think, back to reality because yeah. it's like it was like for you too because you said that it was hard for you to like Mm -hmm. connect with people after like it was hard because like no one necessarily went through the trauma of having that happen in your life it's like I felt like I was forgetting who I was I didn't Mm -hmm. know what I wanted to do who I wanted to be because it just took so much out of me so I know this is your podcast but I'm curious to know (laughs) do you feel like a you're happy that you went to rehab and second of all do you keep in touch with anybody when you were there yeah um I actually keep in touch with quite a few people from when I was there um and 
the only reason I would say like I am glad I went is because I know that I was going to make a lot different life choices if I if hadn't gone. Like it is I, the gateway drug. <laughs> it is the gateway. Not not even for that, but like my call, my choice of college changed yeah. when I went to rehab, like because I couldn't apply to the colleges I wanted to go yeah. to on time. Yeah. Um, and then it taught me that like I do have a strong work ethic, and because mm-hmm. I wanted so badly to get out of there, I was yeah. working to all day every it. day mm-hmm. to graduate early. Because I'm like, oh, my parents will let me come home, but they didn't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, so, so do you still keep in touch with people? Yeah. yeah. They're like some of my closest friends. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when but you they're go... all over the world, though, which is hard. <laughs> but you do like to travel a lot. Right? I know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So you said that you'd like to travel a certain amount of countries per year. Yeah. Is that something? Yeah. Um, five, five, five new countries a year is what what I'm aiming at right now. And I, I last year I did eight and the year before that I did six. Uh-huh. So this year I'm only at two. But I'm going to Europe on Friday, and then I'm trying to either do, like, Ukraine, Greece, Albania. I don't know. It depends on COVID what's open. Yeah. And I'm just going to book and go. Got it. Um, What do you think, like, traveling this much has taught you? You know, it's interesting because, like, I love traveling. The best part about it is, like, seeing new cultures and the way people live and then, like, just also all the mishaps that come with traveling, you know, like when I'm mm-hmm. backpacking in Southeast Asia and I get locked out of my Airbnb or when my car breaks down on the side of the road in a foreign country or, you know, just all yeah. these things. It's kind of like you just learn to go with the flow and um, like how you handle those stressful situations and stuff. So it's a combination of like the, the, the culture and then also just like the experience you get from like putting yourself into those situations where you are totally out it's out of your hands you know Uh uh-huh and it definitely like builds character yes yes. so definitely travel i highly recommend (laughs) during a pandemic too because it's uh nice to go to places where there's no other tourists Uh (laughs) uh-huh haven't thought about it like that do you think traveling has made you a more empathetic person um yeah it's it definitely makes me feel like i connect more with people from all over and um definitely opened my mind to a lot of different things and yeah Mm mm-hmm so after you were in the army, did you like to travel before the army or this was just a jump decision? Um, I always like to travel. My, so my mom is Hungarian and my dad is American. And so I grew up going to Europe when I was like six months. We used to go every summer. And so I was used to like traveling in Europe and everything like that. But it wasn't until then I was in Israel that I went to Egypt and I went to Palestine and I went to Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then um, after the army, it's like the thing that everybody goes and does like a backpacking trip. Most people go to Thailand, but I ended up going to Europe. So I backpacked Europe uh-huh. and then I started just like getting more into it. And yeah, like once I got older and I could travel more on my own and I yeah. had my own income so I could do what I wanted and not where my parents sent me. It was, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Did you make an OnlyFans before you started traveling or after? I mean, I've done it for two years now. So okay, so kind definitely of like, after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's made it much easier now because now I have more money to do what I want and I can work wherever I want because of OnlyFans. Yeah, would you say that the army translated to your work ethic with like OnlyFans mm-hmm. and like, even though I think OnlyFans is kind of the opposite direction <laughs> of where the army wants yeah. to point you? I'm sure my commanders are definitely not subscribed to my OnlyFans, <laughs> but maybe. Maybe. You if not, link in bio. <laughs> Lincoln bio hey commanders you probably don't speak my language yeah. still, but oh, I'm sure they'll know what Lincoln bio means though <laughs> yeah Lincoln bio oh, only fans. Fans. <laughs> um so you were also in playboy you have mentioned 
as you're wearing the Playboy shirt. <laughs> I got shirt. this at PacSun, though. This is definitely not sponsored by Playboy, but okay. actually it's the Playboy PacSun collab, so. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I did, like, a content trip uh, a year ago, I want to say a year and a half ago, and there's a photographer, um, Justin Brandon. He was there, and he shoots for Playboy, so we shot together, and I was on April 2020, which is great, 420. Oh! Um, <laughs> Australia cover. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yep. fucking sick. Yeah, it was actually on my bucket list of things I need to do in my life before I die uh-huh. and funny story enough is so like I said my parents are super supportive of me and everything but my dad shout out to you um <laughs> daddy um he was really like collecting all the playboys and stuff like that and I remember when I was younger I used to like sneak into my parents room and he had like a box full of them under the bed and my best friend and I at the time would take the boxes of playboy and we would go sneak them into my room and look at them and I just at 14 years old or however old I was I was like you know what I'm gonna be on the cover of this one day and it was always a dream of mine and now check yeah okay well you were manifesting that when you were young right yeah okay um so do you travel a lot on content trips or do you travel more out of like pleasure like mostly pleasure I mean if there's something somewhere where I can make it and it's gonna be like worth it and um I can fit it into like what my other travel plans are yeah Mm -hmm. but um but uh, I've done quite a few content trips, I would say. Okay, so yeah. this obviously is not your first. No, no, no. <laughs> but definitely, yeah, definitely prefer to just do my own thing. Yeah. I'm a nature person, so I want to be out there, like, hiking and, like, waterfalls or ATVing. And, you know, the pool uh-huh. is nice and everything, but there's only so much you can do in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> only so many different storylines yeah, you can do in a pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is your favorite collab, been then, with a girl? Um, If you like nature and... Or not even just a girl. I don't know if you and your boy, like, you know, yeah. would collab with anyone. My boyfriend and I, yeah, we have some pretty nice, uh, you know, you got to click the link in the bio to yeah, see that. But, um, but definitely, like, it's hard. I mean, collabs with other girls. I don't know. I don't really have any. Actually, you know what? A good one was last week. One of my best friends, she was also in the army. Uh Um, She and I, we did a road trip in Oregon for one week and I love camping. And so Uh she does OnlyFans too. She's under my referral. And um, we did one week camping in Oregon and shooting content together. And that was awesome because it was like my favorite thing, nature and camping. And then Uh also like with my best friend. And then also we have the same career. So we made content together. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. It was like definitely up my alley you know combining I don't know (laughs) up or down my alley both (laughs) both just in an alley (laughs) (laughs) um you also went to school in Europe right Mm -hmm. with um what was that timeline like um so in Europe it's just three years so I did I got my business degree in uh Austria in Vienna yeah Uh uh-huh because my boyfriend is from Vienna okay awesome Mm -hmm. what college did you go to um, it's a really small, like business school, louder business school. Got it. So did you get that college experience where like no. you're getting blacked out drunk? <laughs> no, and, like... definitely not. I got that in high school. <laughs> so that you was me in high school. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely crazy in high school. You can ask my parents, you know, <laughs> drug dealing at 16 and <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, nothing too crazy, but yeah, I mean, I went to a high school that was like from the movies, like, uh, like it was like American Pie, but in Chicago. Okay. Really rich, white, and you know, <laughs> pulls up their ass kind of people, and uh-huh. typical like U.S. Uh, high school. Yeah. Stuff. So I got all my partying in when I was like 
16, 17, 18. Okay, got it. And then like you went to Europe and just calmed down and kind of hungered yeah. down. Well, then I school. did the army and that pulled myself together. And then I did university on that. At that point, I was like ready to be in bed by nine o'clock with my Netflix and my joint. Are you a grandma sleeper too? Like you know, on a grandma schedule? It depends. <laughs> I, I like a little bit of both. I love cooking. So like usually I will cook with my boyfriend and we'll like make some bomb ass fucking food, smoke a joint and then watch Netflix and chill. But I'm also down to like go out and rage until 5 a.m. So uh-huh. it's just like I'm a Gemini. So I'm kind of a little bit of both. <laughs> I'm a Gemini too. Oh, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I rarely go out and like rage till super late. But it's I don't either. But when I do, it's like I go if I'm going to go out, I'm going to fucking go out, you know. And if I'm to sleep, yeah. I'm to sleep. <laughs> there's only two sides to me. There's only people are like, what are your multiple personalities? And I'm yeah. like, well, there's the grandma side yeah. and then there's the party. There's side. only grands and there's only fans. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's like really fucking funny. Yeah, that should be your <laughs> you tagline. <laughs> you come up with good taglines. <laughs> so you never really lived a conventional life then. You were traveling no. to Europe from a young age. Um, do you think traveling to Europe at a young age kind of shaped your life into what it is and like you just never really wanted to live that conventional life? Have you ever had like a corporate normal job as well or? <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I can say is normal job is when I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for one month. <laughs> oh, girl, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. No, I mean, besides go-go dancing, doing the army and then like, I don't know, random odd jobs and shit and then Instagram and OnlyFans. Uh-huh. So. Instagram and OnlyFans, baby. Yeah, I know. That's where the money's at. <laughs> that is where the money's at. Were you go-go dancing for, like, festivals? Um, I didn't... I don't do any... I'm trying to think. I don't think we did, like, any big festivals. But in Chicago, the company I worked with, you know, I, I danced for Tiesto and for Hardwell and, like, other stuff. No just way. At, Yeah, but just at, like, the nightclubs in Chicago. Like, nothing... Uh-huh. Nothing too crazy. Do you travel for any music festivals? Is that something you're I used into? to when I was younger, before the Army. When I was in high school and after high school, I did, like, Coachella before it was mainstream. I did Electric Forest, Rothbury. Uh-huh. I did um, Ultra. I'm guessing Lala. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You're from Chicago. Yeah, you have of course, to do Lala. Of course. But, you know, since traveling and then the Army and living abroad and then the pandemic, I haven't, like, gone out of my way to go to any festivals. Um, but some in Europe I've been to. Those are a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. What would you say, like, the best experiences that you've had in Europe that has helped like shape who you are I guess aside from the army um I don't know I mean going to school there was definitely definitely interesting you know it's Uh like um that's what I love like you're you know like in the army everybody was from I mean in the beginning everybody was from all over so it was like meeting people from all over and same thing with the school that I went to in Vienna a lot of the students were from all over also. So it's just like kind of like that melting pot lifestyle of like meeting people from all over the place. You know, a lot of people in the U.S. that I meet, it's hard for me to relate to. And that's honestly why I don't live there anymore. And now I'm like living in Mexico because I just talk to people and they don't, they haven't left the country. They don't even know like where half the countries I've been to are on a map. And I just feel like I can't, you know, uh-huh. can't connect with that. So Definitely. definitely. So you're in Mexico right now. Yes, come visit. <laughs> you're living there. Um, <laughs> what what made you decide to want to live there? <laughs> That's a fucked up story. My uh, my boyfriend is Austrian, uh-huh. and um, we were coming home for Thanksgiving. Like he he and I have been together for a while, so we've always been going back and forth. And, yeah. Um, in November. We tried to come back. We were in Mexico, and then, um, yeah, they actually deported him. So um, he wasn't allowed to enter, and it was a really fucked up experience. But we had been in Mexico before, so they put him on a plane. Like, there's this whole process. Um, Uh And they put him on a plane back to Mexico. And so then um, we couldn't enter the U.S. because now he needs to get a green card. 
and Austria is on complete lockdown because of the pandemic. So we're like, fuck that. We don't want to sit inside. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, well, we can just live in fucking Mexico. You get six months visa mm-hmm. and it's cheap. It's like very convenient. It's close to Europe and it's close to, I mean, close. It's like, and Cancun is an easy airport to fly into. Yeah. So yeah, we got a house there. We're renting it for a year and then um, we're planning on just living out of our suitcases for another year and just traveling as much as we can before we decide we want to settle down. <laughs> if you ever decide you want to <laughs> I definitely down. do want to settle down at some point. Okay, got it. Um, did he get deported because like he was in Mexico because of the pandemic. No, there's literally no reason. So I learned this because now we had to hire a lawyer and everything, but apparently like the border police can do whatever they want. Like if you're not a U.S. like if you don't have a U.S. passport, they can do whatever they want. And the laws they have at the border are very different than the laws they have in the U.S. So um, I think it was just a combination of like flying during a pandemic when there's like literally no tourists entering the U.S. Yeah. And so they just kind of are bored and like we're the only people. There was one other guy on the flight with him who was Swedish, I want to say, and he was also deported. And they're Uh. both coming from countries like why the fuck would you want a U.S. passport? No offense, but like. Austrian, Swiss, like those are some of the strongest passports, you know? So I was just bullshit. They were like, it was like intent to want to stay illegally or whatever. Some bullshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So in the end, it was really shitty because obviously I just wanted to go home and have Thanksgiving dinner with my fucking family. But um, yeah, I'm living in Mexico. Well, it's like probably one of those things for you that you feel like has made you stronger and like. I know, but this shit happens to me all the time. And at some point, <laughs> I'm just like tired of it. I'm like, I just want to go home, you know? <laughs> Finally, after eight years or nine years, I was ready to like move to the u.s uh-huh and now that's not possible oh wow but it's okay mexico is great so i mean <laughs> you get things for cheaper it's very Dude. sunny the margaritas yeah the tacos the tacos like <laughs> yes it the is much drug better. store <laughs> the pharmacy <laughs> the pharmacy i uh i heard the boner pills are crazy there yeah i know i i, I mean i haven't personally tried them but i'm <laughs> sure they're great <laughs> i'm sure they're yeah. great so all my guy friends when they go to mexico like they get the boner they pills. Buy them? Yeah. yeah okay and so. they, there's like the free prescription drugs without like you're not I free know. They're all, like, selling them on the street corner. They're like, hey, hey, come on in. Come on in. I help you. (laughs) When I went to Cabo for Labor Day weekend, was it Labor Day? The one in September, which is whatever. Yes, it's Labor Day. (laughs) So I was actually in Cabo, and, like, one of the, like, workers with the iguana was like, hey, I got Molly. I got got weed. And I'm like, is he trying to get me arrested right now? Like, to get bribed? Yeah, definitely no. Thanks, but no. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, uh, sir, excuse me. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll <laughs> keep walking. Then I just went to go to like the twerk competition on Mango Deck. Lost, and, unfortunately. Uh, I was going to say, did you win? No. I did have the biggest ass, but not Damn. the one that moved the most. <laughs> it's okay. Next time. Um, how has your relationship been with your family since you were like made an OnlyFans? Was there any effect on it? <laughs> excuse me. Um, you know, so my parents are, like, super easygoing, really, like, like I said, my dad was the one who was like, you should do Playboy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. They're very supportive, and I'm very lucky for that. I'm super close with them, and they've always been understanding, and, like, I feel like I could be a fucking circus clown, and they would be like, yes, girl, you know? Yeah. But um, I definitely think that, like, my family outside of my parents, I mean, my younger brother is super supportive and, like, really mm-hmm. chill. But my, I don't know, my older brother, if he would like, you know, be proud of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I would say some of my family, like, I don't know, like my grandma doesn't even know what the fuck OnlyFans is. Like my, 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 the older people, oops, the older people in my family and stuff, they don't know what OnlyFans is. They don't understand that you can make money on the internet, you know? Uh So like OnlyFans, Instagram, it doesn't matter what it is. They just don't get that, that, that is a job. Like that's a real job. You know, it's the same thing with my boyfriend's parents. They don't, they don't have any idea. They don't get it. They're like, you're moving to Mexico. You guys are going to be in debt. And it's like, no, this is actually a great business opportunity for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say that it's kind of half and half from the people that matter the most. I get the support. Um, but from other people, I feel like, yeah, the ones who know what it is probably don't understand that it's actually a lot of work. As you know, Mm -hmm. it's a whole fucking career. Like Uh OnlyFans is not easy. Like you actually have to put in a lot of work for that shit especially to grow it to yeah and maintain it and fans. keep loyal fans yeah um do you have anything else other than only fans that you're passionate about and do on the side um no i definitely do want to like start my own business though um mm-hmm. i'm not sure exactly what i do know that once my boyfriend gets his green card um we do want to buy property in the u.s and um Recently, we've been accumulating a lot of stray dogs in Mexico, so <laughs> I'm not mad about it at all, but yeah. um, I definitely would like to buy a huge, like, farm property. Um, oh. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I know the nonprofit doesn't really make that much money, but I have a connect now in Mexico who has a animal rescue, and uh-huh. so I would kind of maybe like to start doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my real dream is once I have my property um, with my love for travel and everything, once I do have kids, mm-hmm. I want to on my property make like different airbnbs maybe like glamping spots okay and then i want like you know maybe this will be a yurt this will be a tent this will be a cabin this will be a converted you know bus uh-huh. or something and to design each of the properties on my like the airbnb properties to be like a different country i've been to or like a different like region or or, or something oh my god well that's fucking and then genius. live off the farm yeah yeah <laughs> and grow old so we, <laughs> we live in the grand life huh <laughs> Oh, yeah. So these stray dogs that you have in Mexico, because I haven't heard from, I mean, some of my friends have like had one. one. <laughs> oh, my God. Does Wubs need one? A, a new uh, she, she's an attention whore, I got to say. I think she'd be like, ah, yeah, you're sleeping with another dog now? <laughs> um, how did you start accumulating them? Um, you know, they just start showing up on your doorstep. No, <laughs> they do literally like also shout out to my vet because our vet. So I already had like my boyfriend and I had a dog already and um so our vet in mexico was like oh these people for sure will just like they're they got a soft spot for dogs right uh-huh. and so when the dogs show up at her place she'll bring them to our place and be like oh can you watch this dog for a little and then of course we're like yeah of course we'll watch the dog and then the dog never leaves so okay. now i brought like we've adopted another dog and then i just got two dogs for my brother uh-huh. and my brother i brought one of them over when i came back in uh june and now i'm gonna bring the other one over in September and um yeah if anybody needs a dog <laughs> I got you she she's starting to live it up there <laughs> I know there's so many it's so hard it's really really hard to see so I would like to do whatever I can definitely I mean you're a dog mom so you know I'm a dog mom I was a foster parent growing <laughs> yeah. up for an animal rescue yeah, and then so. I'm starting a dog foundation too oh my god yeah. okay so see exactly we well, have a lot in common rehab army I know dogs. <laughs> We've been through so many of the same traumas, but also have like same passions. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely. Um, I'm trying to like 
get girls to do like photo shoots with like adoptable dogs and oh stuff like God. that That's and then really like have cute. them post to like raise money like but yeah i love the it process to get a not a foundation takes forever so yeah, yeah. we're just waiting yeah <laughs> definitely a lot of work but definitely worth it anything for the animals anything <laughs> for the, the animals humans, just the animals <laughs> Okay, great. Well, um, I want to play a little game Ooh. of real or fake this calls tits. for more tequila. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. There's quite a few pictures here. So because Ooh. the audience doesn't can't see the people's boobs because, yeah. you know, that just, you know, can't, can't yeah. show the titties. Can't have can't it all. Get, can't get demonetized or yeah. <laughs> um, just describe the boobs and then guess if they're real or fake. And if you want to take a guess on whose they are, go for it. Oh, is this like without a shirt on? shit well i don't know i'm like i don't want to say the wrong thing well just describe the boobs like describe like if they're tan pale if they're big okay tan this person definitely does some kind of tanning because it's pretty much even everywhere Uh uh-huh um i would say that they're big i would say that they're real just by the way that they look Mm -hmm. in the sense of how they're shaped and how they like their form they are real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they okay, are. Do you have I any thought. guess on who it is? It's somebody who's in the house right now. All of the pictures are people in the house. It's so real. So they're pretty big. Okay. Can I like narrow it down? Just take a guess. And if it's not it, we'll move on. Okay. I'm trying to like, there's so many girls in this house. I'm trying to, I've seen so many titties the last few days. Oh girl. <laughs> I can't keep them all together. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Who's tan like this? Carly it's not Allie no it's not Mm. Allie is it Chantel no oh Chantel doesn't have real boobs (laughs) I'm sorry I love your boobs Chantel I just know that they're fake because you told me (laughs) fuck I don't know Nala I haven't seen her titty. Oh, wait. Yes, I yes, did. Yes, you did. At the orgy last orgy. night. <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on, to be honest. I don't know. I, would, I was looking at her tits. I think I was looking at her ass because she's got a great ass. There's so much. All right. Real or fake? Those are fake. I'm guessing. Well, it's hard to tell with the angle because the way she's pushing them up, mm-hmm. there's like the, the crease, the lighting. Um, but those could be real. She's just got to, yeah, those are nice perky tits, maybe. What What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Oh, real or fake? Am I supposed to guess who it is? Yeah. Oh, or, or wait, well, say if it's real or fake. Have a definitive. It's just <laughs> hard work. <laughs> I'm busy just looking at tits. I'm not thinking if they're real or fake. <laughs> um, I'm going to say these look, well, just based on the, the little bit of hair, like not on the tits, <laughs> the hair coming down oh, yeah. from the top. Um, is this boots yeah yeah they're real then yeah they are yeah but give away yeah (laughs) um yeah that's what it's it's hard with the angle because she's pushing them up so the crease is kind of we're really trying to make it hard (laughs) we were like how can we try to trick them but yeah no those are nice titties and they're definitely real well do you have any like advice for the audience on like being yourself or you know what what they should do to be more authentic to themselves Honestly, I think the best thing that builds character is experience. Like if you're scared to do it, that should be the reason why you do it. Because having fear is should be the motivator and the driver to like get that shit done and like to open up your mind. Like people are always like, 
I would, you know, like, oh, I would never go to that country. It's so dangerous. I'm like, you've never been. You don't know. Like, that's Uh just what you hear. Like, stop listening to what other people tell you and just go for that shit. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously, just go. I mean, that's what the whole motto is. Be your wild. Like, be your wild. Like, whatever it is that you want to do, like, stop listening to everything around you and just fucking do it. You won't know if it was the right choice until you fucking do it, you know? Uh And that's, like, where you'll become the best person. That's, I mean... All my best experiences were from the biggest risks. So my advice is if it's a good risk, I mean, if it's a risk, it's a good idea. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, only, making an OnlyFans is risky. Not that it it's is, for everyone. It is, because your shit's going to be leaked at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I've it's been, okay. I've I been think. dealing with that since, like, day one, except I, you know, it just, it happens. It's part, part of the job, but you know what? Whatever. We got to deal with it. I mean, the stuff, at least for me, that's leaked is, it's like, like, just good pictures. Shit. Yeah. And it's not the stuff that's like sells extremely well. So, yeah, you so know, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Well, plug yourself. <laughs> what? Like plug yourself, like plug your, plug your Instagram, plug oh, your oh, OnlyFans. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm new to this. I'm like, what is she talking about? But <laughs> like plug, plug yourself in the, <laughs> plug like, yourself in the wall with like I'm a vibrator. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's be your wild. Um, on OnlyFans, my free account is also Be Your Wild. Um, my VIP one is Get Wilder. Oh. My, my YouTube, my TikTok, everything is pretty much Be Your Wild. So yeah. okay, I'm surprised you like got that name everywhere. Like yeah, I mean you. it's in the process of being trademarked now. So I think the only thing that is Be Your Wild is some pizza place in like New Jersey or something. Okay, but they're not gonna take over <laughs> i'm beer wild so yeah hey um my instagram um is what is the deals backup deals and dubstep if either of those are deleted um because you know just keep you never know <laughs> what's the deals not what is it's what's the deals two z's onlyfans.com slash daddy deals this podcast can be found on apple spotify and um and onlyfans.com slash dj deal so it's just gonna be everywhere yeah so if you want to uh check out my nudes <laughs> subscribe oh Link yeah bio. she we we collabed yeah, we collabed exactly. we still have more to do actually we do have more to do so <laughs> gotta go spicy. do it now <laughs> gotta go do it speaking of plugs no speak <laughs> <laughs> and cut no just kidding. <laughs>